Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. On this 23rd day of January, we're moving right along through the month. You know, guy I used to listen to a lot, uh, Bernie and Sid, the late, great Bernie McGuirk off of WABC out of New York. Uh, he just recently passed uh, back in October of cancer. But I remember him used to saying, uh, about the month of January. So it's a whole month of Mondays. And, and I, and you know, as if it was an awful month, you know, that show was out of New York, but I think particularly it's not really a bad month for me. Uh, the NFL playoffs, it goes by really quick. Uh, we had just a great weekend, uh, of football, some games better than others. I understand the giants and the Eagles. I'll get to the Eagles tomorrow, by the way. A lot of praise for, for the way they're put together. But also, um, tonight, I'm going to talk about Elvis Sleep Mahomes injury and uh, Dak Prescott. Is this what you got? Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, 19 of 29, no interceptions, doing what it can to win. And we'll, we'll get to this Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills. All that in just a moment. Uh, get the first break out of the way. Going to be the only break, and then I'll hit the ground running here on Sportscope, folks. Stand by. Hello, Sportscope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night taken a significant pay cut, so I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names, uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sports Scope, again, spelled the same way. Or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All right, now I'm back here live on all links here. If I'd have known this tie, there's a bad reflection. This lime green tie wasn't a word. I, that's like a middle note. Okay, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll get to the other games here in just a minute. My biggest take of the weekend is uh, yesterday. Yesterday afternoon. 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Cincinnati at the Bills. Uh, totally off about that game. A uh, lot, lot, of, lot of the prognosticators off about that game. But for the for the playoffs, I'm eight and two. It's the best I've ever uh, best record I've ever had uh, going to the, the divisional round. Uh, but let me say this: Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He's the best active quarterback in the NFL. I'm not saying he is going to be greater than Brady or have all the stats of a um, have all the stats of a Aaron Rodgers. I know he don't have the arm straight, and technically he don't have the credentials of a Patrick Mahomes. But when you got Three offensive linemen out, including your left tackle. That that is that is the defining logic of what it takes. He's going against all common logic. What it takes to win big games in the NFL, to win any game in the NFL, particularly a a, a playoff game, a road playoff game against a number two overall opponent in Buffalo Bills. You know. So this guy's got his left tackle out, two other offensive linemen out, and here's the stats. Here's the stat line for him. Uh, he's 23 of 36 with backup offensive linemen, two touchdowns, no picks, 101.9 rating. 
Uh, they go on and win by 17 points. If you just showed me those two numbers, 27 to 10, and then you told me that Joe Burrow had three offensive linemen out, including his left tackle, I would have said, okay, that's got to be 27-10 Buffalo. No, it's 27-10 Cincinnati. Not to take anything away from their defense and that coordinator, but, you know, they the, coordinate, the defense played well. They held the six to ten points. But my thing about Burrow is he was a number one pick back in April of 2020. And three seasons to go, they're very likely to go to two Super Bowls. This morning, believe this or not, folks, the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes with a high ankle sprain was favored was favored to beat the Cincinnati Bengals come next week. Now, according to Caesars, the Bengals are now favored because the public's saying, are you kidding me? Really? That's a four- to six-week injury. So you got three offensive linemen, including your left tackle out. You go win 27-10. to 10. Uh, You think about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, two tackles go out, AFC Championship game a few years ago, back in the 2020 season, and they play a Super Bowl. They're beat 31-9 to nine by, by, the, by the Tampa Bay Bucks. okay? And this guy has three offensive linemen out. They go out and win 27-10. He's putting the ball in the keyhole where nobody can catch it. You know, Uh this guy, they're on the pace of going from number one pick in 2020 to, uh, uh, think about this. He, he, he was picked number one in April of 2020. Uh, that later on in the 2020 season, he, he tears his ACL, MCL, a horrific injury in his rookie year. And at the end of his rookie year, compared to the Carson Wentz injury, the next year, 2021, they go to the Super Bowl. Now they're on the verge of going to another Super Bowl when no team has done that, not new name New England, since the Buffalo Bills in the in the late 90s, in the early 90s. We're talking 28, 30 years of data. No team has lost the Super Bowl and got back except for the Patriots, with arguably the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. Yeah, he's considered – and the fact that he was the number one pick, which means the team was terrible. His coach, Zach Taylor, was hired in 2019, right? This guy was an off, he was a quarterback coach. He was one year offense uh, coordinator for Miami, one year offense coordinator for Cincinnati, leaves Cincinnati, goes to the Rams as a quarterback coach, comes back to Cincinnati. And before Joe Burrow, his, his record was six 25 losses in one tie. And now he's you know, the potentially to go back to a second Super Bowl. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL. You know? And this is what was said about... This is what was said about um, Zach Taylor, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. 35 years old, by the way. Really young. These are the cons when he was. It says Zach Taylor was 35. His coaching experience is, is still relatively unknown. He's never had a head coaching job and he's only had a brief stint as a coordinator. This is the cons when he was hired. People said this was a terrible hire just because he was, you know, with Sean McVay for a little while. He spent five seasons. He spent five games with the Dolphins as an interim offensive coordinator. Dolphins. Uh, went two and three, averaging 17 points a game, a bit less than averaging under uh, Bill Lazor, who Taylor was replacing. He spent time with two separate NFL franchises in his career. Is an offensive-minded head coach. Bing, 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 bing. Taylor's an offensive-minded head coach, which brings out some of the fronts, but also will need to address Cincinnati's league worst. This is when Taylor took over at 19. League worst defense in 2018. The Bengals uh, allowed the most yardage and was 30th in the league points allowed this season. Really, it, can, it can't be overstated just how surprisingly 
how the Bengals have been in recent years. They've had they've had 19 wins and one tie in their last three seasons. This is when Taylor was hired, and the game up more than 28 points per game in, in that time frame. There's a lot of dysfunction, dysfunction for the first year head coach. It is unclear uh, what kind of con- connections he has to build a staff, and of course, unproven in that regard in all aspects of being a head coach. When Zach Taylor took over offensive coordinator spot at University of Cincinnati in 2000, the, the offense greatly regressed underneath him. Of the words, he was an awful head coach and hire, according to Sports SB Nation. That was the write-up on Joe Burrow's coach, okay? Not to mention that Joe Burrow uh, had one of the greatest uh, offenses of all time in college with LSU. Uh, two years later, his head coach is fired, Ed Orgeron. So he saved two coaches' jobs, including this one. This is what came out about Burrow yesterday. Joe Burrow's off one of the most prolific starts in NFL career that the league has ever seen. The Bengals quarterback finds himself in the uh, in an AFC Championship game for the second consecutive season following a dominant win in the divisional round against the Bills. He is the only quarterback formerly taken number one overall to reach the conference game multiple times within the last three seasons. That latest victory to get him now, Burrow is entering even more ratified NFL history and is on the history of to be repeated, could result in the, ten, uh, the Cincinnati's first-ever Super Bowl title. Burrow is the third quarterback since 1950, guys, to register at least five playoff wins in his first seasons. He knots uh, himself with Steelers legend Ben Roethlisberger with five wins and just one behind Russell Wilson, who holds a record for six wins over the course of three years. Yeah, that's with playoff teams, you know? The only, the only thing that Burrow currently does not have in common with both Wilson Rothberg, Wilson Roethlisberger is the stretches of the Super Bowl, which is one of those quarterbacks would have accomplished in the second season. While Burrow may be a bit late to the party, he makes up a bit for his first title in year three. He's going down a path only produced by the majority trophies to this point. It's unbelievable what this guy's doing. I'll say this right now. Right now. His ceiling, Joe Burrow's ceiling, is 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 Montana and Brady, Joe Montana and Tom Brady. That's his ceiling. I'm not saying he's better than those guys. He's on the path, uh, if he can stay healthy, to be mentioned with Brady and Montana. Now, if he can get three Super Bowls, maybe I can say he may be better than Montana. You know, look how many times he was sacked. He's throwing out all unconventional wisdom, which is getting an offensive line in a running game and a pass rush. Decent running game, fair defense, no offensive line last year. This guy, this guy, Corey, was sacked nine times in one game last year in a, in a playoffs against Tennessee and still won the game. Sacked multiple times in the Kansas City game. Still got Super Bowl last year. Uh, he has the most wins. Think about this. He's a, He's been with this league three years, Burrow has. And he has the most wins in Cincinnati history, more than Boomer Sison. Three years in the league. He's done some. Tom Brady. When Tom Brady won his Super Bowl back in 2001, 2002 season, Tom Brady, after the 2002 season, you call it the Super Bowl hangover, they didn't even make the playoffs. They were 9-7. and seven. With the greatest coach of all time, this team went 12-4, and four, and now they're back in the AFC Championship game after being the number one overall pick. I understand about Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes went to a team that had Alex Smith. Uh, they had Alex Smith as their starting quarterback. He came in for Alex Smith. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, Corey. So he comes in for a playoff team, and he elevates the playoff team in um, the Kansas City Chiefs. This guy comes in from a coach that was six wins and 25 losses and one tie and gets them to the Super Bowl. 
after tearing his ACL in his MCL. Now he's one game away from getting to the next Super Bowl. Yes, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now, period. It's it's no there's no other way to explain it. You know? Like I said, I've got 28 years of data here. You know, you take out two all two phases offensive line of Patrick Mahomes, he gets beat 31 to 9 against Kansas City. You say, well, uh, what about Jim Kelly on those uh, Super Bowl teams that went to four straight? Jim Kelly was seven years in the league at that point. Jim Kelly was drafted in that famous 1983 draft, and they didn't get to the Super Bowl until seven years later. This guy, second year in the league, tore ACL, tore MCL, gets them no offensive line, nine sacks in one game, still gets back to the Super Bowl. And they lose the Super Bowl because he gets hurt again by Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl. If he don't get hurt again in the Super Bowl, they win last year, Corey. This guy's off the hook, man. He could throw the ball in a keyhole. You know, Dan Marino said you cannot defend the perfect pass. You know, his ceiling is Brady, Montana. And and I, I don't I don't think that's being hyperbolic. You know, he don't have that arm strength of a Mahomes or Josh Allen. But, you know, neither did Montana and Brady. They never had the strength of a uh arm strength of a Jeff George, a John Elway, uh Warren Moon. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Troy Aitman, but they did win more, and that's what this guy does. And he's doing it with less than his uh, his counterparts have more to work with. No offensive line, no running game. They got a they got a good defense, a decent defense. It's decent. They're they're a little weak at corner at time, but it's decent. Here's Dan Orlowski. Former NFL quarterback, he's back up. He's with ESPN's get up on uh, Joe Burrow. And this is before, this is before, uh, I mean, I already had I already had this take in my mind. When they went up 14 nothing. I said, this over. I said, this is over. He is in the snow, three down, three offensive linemen on the road, and he is uh, – Cutting through that Buffalo defense like a hot knife through butter, and and the Bills have no answer for him. Dan Orlowski, ESPN, get up on Joe Burrow. Listen up. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in football. Mm. Okay. Now, let me be very clear with what I'm saying, okay? Chiefs fans. Patrick Mahomes, best player. He's the most talented player in the NFL, and he's the most dynamic weapon. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in football. When it comes to quarterbacking, when it comes to understanding play calls, when it comes to understanding what you have to do with the football, when it comes to understanding what the defense is, when it comes to understanding pocket manipulation, when it comes to timing and rhythm and accuracy and ball play, uh, Joe Burrow's the best. Mm. He's the standard right now. The, The consistency with what Joe does, and the way I'll say it is this, the fascinating part is all the stuff that Patrick, Josh Allen, Lamar, Jalen Hurts do, Guys, you can't do that stuff. That They're outliers when it comes to so much of their stuff. All the stuff that Joe does, you can, but he's the only one who does. Mm. He's the only one who does. You could put the ball in the right spot between two defenders. You could do it if you practice it hard enough and the defenders are slow. But like this guy said, he's the one that does it on a consistent basis with people in his face. It makes me think about passes like Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. You know, uh, Montana knew where Clark was going. He knew how tall he was. He looked. He didn't even see the guy. This guy makes passes like that on a consistent basis with no offensive line. It makes no sense. And the only thing you can say, he's the best. He's the best current quarterback. He's not better than Brady. He's not the greatest of all time. Brady's 45. He'll be 46 this year. He's better than Brady now. He's no, He don't have the resume of Brady. You know, you could have said 
uh, when when Jordan was at the very end of his career. Yeah, Kobe's better than was better than Jordan in two thousand and what three or when he came back to or whatever when he came back to the Wizards. You could say that or Shaq or whatever, but he he is elevated himself past a guy like Mahomes and a guy like Allen when we both had, when everybody had these guys at the top of the pedestal and myself included, uh, had, had, they were, they were the top of the line guys. So, uh, it is what it is. That's why people have faith in the draft. The Cincinnati Bengals were a dumpster fire where we had players like Corey Dillon, coaches wanting out of there, could not work with these guys. Marvin Lewis, I can't can't win with you guys. Uh, You had Carson Palmer. If you do not trade, this is his line to the, he says, if you do not trade me, I will retire. They traded him to the Raiders. That's how bad and toxic this organization is. This guy comes in, he gets to the Super Bowl in the second year, now Mike Brown, one of the cheapest owners in the league, he builds a, uh, an indoor facility. They didn't even have an indoor facility till last year. That's how much one guy has changed this organization. One guy, one guy has changed this organization that much. Now they're talking about extending him. You know? It's unbelievable, man. That's why people look forward to the draft every year. You hope that a... Tom Brady falls to you in the sixth round. You hope you get a Joe Burrow like that with the number one overall pick or just falls to you in the first round. You hope that a, a guy out of Texas Tech that nobody's really heard of named Patrick Mahomes falls to you at like the 15th pick or something like that. That's why you hope for. He turns around everything. One guy turns around everything. It's the biggest one-person turnaround I've ever seen for a team sport of this magnitude, when you've got 11 players on defense, you've got 11 players on offense, the whole team plays better under him. He has the nickname Joe Cool, also, Corey, like a uh, Joe Montana. He smokes a cigar after the wins. You know, he's got the glasses. The guy had his appendix taken out in July. That's why they got off to a bad start early in the season. I never sold my stock on him. I said, uh, they'll, they'll come back, they'll win this division, and they'll probably make a strong playoff run. I thought Buffalo would put them out. I thought Buffalo, and they, they beat Buffalo like a hot, uh, you know, went through hot uh, Buffalo's defense like a hot knife through butter. On the flip side, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been in this league five years. Uh, can throw a ball country mile. We know it. Very fast, athletic guy. Took the lead by storm also. Big play guy, Corey. Kind of reminds me of a Warren Moon with his deep ball. Probably more talented. Uh, But you know what he reminds me of? More than anything, John Elway in the 80s. John Elway, who played under Dan Reeves, Getting uh, getting to the Super Bowl, although this guy hasn't made it to the Super Bowl. I think he's made it to the AFC Championship game. Not made it to the Super Bowl. But four out of five years, been in the playoffs. Big turnaround for the Bills. They were also a dumpster fire. But like John Elway, never had a running game. Never had a running game in the 80s. But he gets this guy named Mike Shanahan in the 90s. They developed the zone-style run blocking scheme. You get a guy like a, a, a sixth-round pick, speaking of sixth round. You get a Terrell Davis out of Georgia. You get that going. You get two straight Super Bowls. Uh, Josh Allen is John Elway. He's the John Elway of this era. Uh, Joe Burrow is kind of like the Montana, you know? He's kind of like the Montana. Now, as far as, like, frame, he's small. He's been, He's had the heck knocked out of him. Montana's took it some bad hits. I've seen LT hit Montana. He knocked Montana out of the game in 86. In 86, 87 playoffs. When the, the 87, 86 Giants won it. But my thing is, Dan Reeves, he's Sean McDermott. Dan Reeves is the last, Corey, he's the last defensive-minded head coach in the league that was left in the playoffs, and he's out. 
and they cannot run the football. And, okay, at this point, whether you're talking about a Golden State Warriors team under Mark Jackson or you're talking about a Marty Schottenheimer coached uh, L.A. Chargers team that was 14-2 and two and they in 2006 and they fired Marty Schottenheimer to bring on a North Turner. They wasn't the best regular season team in, with North Turner, but you know what happened with North Turner? Uh, they got to the AFC Championship game. They took it a step farther with North Turner, even though he's not the best coach here. Uh, that's what Buffalo's going to have to do. They're going to have to get an offensive-minded head coach. They're going to have to bring that running game there to Buffalo before his salary gets too far out of control where you cannot win because you're paying him all the money or he's just going to be another wasted talent in the great Buffalo area. Now, that being said, maybe in the next few days I'll talk about some candidates, but any offensive-minded head coach would work. Uh, I would want a person to live in Orchard Park, New York, when you've got a blizzard. It seems like every other day out there when they had seven feet of snow uh, a few months ago, uh, when they had a foot of snow uh, a few a few weeks after that, last last yesterday's game had some snow in there, you know, but they have to make that change. They have to make that change to take the next step. They're going to have to get an offensive-minded head coach uh, I thought maybe it was their last offensive coordinator, Brian DeBall, who takes the Giants' job as a head coach. He does well there, and it wasn't him. So they got Ken Dorsey, former Miami Hurricanes coach, uh, quarterback, as the new offensive coordinator this year. They get Roger Saffeld, blocking guard, Tennessee's best blocking guard, uh, in free agency, and they still can't run the football. They needed to run the football yesterday. They couldn't. They they get a quarterback who slices and dices that defense like a hot knife through butter with three offensive linemen hurt, and they can't score points. They can't match it. You know? You see, you say, well, what's the issue with Cincinnati? Well, Cincinnati's physical because they have to be physical because they're in that black and blue division playing against Baltimore twice a year, playing against Pittsburgh twice a year. Now Cleveland's good twice a year with one of the best defensive players in Miles Garrett on their team. So they got to be physical in their division. It's the most physical division probably in football. Most black and but So they're used to getting beat up, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know? So that's... uh, the, the, you know, Buffalo's going to have to get a new head coach, and I'm sorry. I, you know, I appreciate what he did. I like the way that Sean McDermott, the Bills coach, handled the DeMar Hamlin situation. Uh, all that's fine and dandy. They can't fix the offensive running game. He's had five years to do it. At what point uh, you got to make the next step, man? You know, uh, I, I'm sure you can talk somebody from another northern, even if it's a college coach, somebody to bring that running game in, to bring that running game in, uh, or he's going to be one of these great coaches or one of these great players, Josh Allen, without a ring. And the Bills fans, they know what I'm saying. It's true. You know, you got this all-world guy, and you cannot get him a running game. He cannot be your leading rusher. I thought it wasn't going to catch up with him. I stuck with him as my Super Bowl favorites. And they 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 ran in this Cincinnati team like a buzzsaw, and now it's a reality check. You got to fix your problems. So uh, they and and they haven't moved on from McDermott. They should move on from McDermott within this next week or so, in my humble opinion. All right. Okay. Where is my Dak Prescott? Okay, now. A little bit of I told you so. Uh, I said the Dallas Cowboys would have to play a perfect game. Meaning, Pres- Dak Prescott cannot throw interceptions. If they play a semi-perfect game on offense where he does not turn the ball over, I think they'll have a chance, a chance in air quotes, to beat the 49ers. I said that Friday. 
Actually, I said it again Thursday. I said it prior to that uh, on Thursday. I said it after they beat the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks last Tuesday when they got their first road win, Corey, in 30 years. 30 years. That was this 92-93 Dallas Cowboy team uh, that my friend Jim Jeffcoat was on. They got the, the, the so Tampa's get a win a week ago today was their first road win. So I said, well, he's playing pretty well. Got a really talented team around him to head uh, the quarterback there, Dak Prescott. Really good pass rusher. One of the best defensive players in the game in Michael Parsons. And it's exactly how it played out, except he had two interceptions and they lost 19 and 12. And that was the last final score. It, it's just that close. You know, it's got he got two interceptions in a close game. And I read this about Prescott, which I did not know. Uh Dak Prescott's playoff interception in his career. Uh five playoff. He's picked off twice against the 49ers loss. Gives him five in six career playoff games. He's a turnover machine in playoff games. And a bonus, number five, Dak Prescott was the first player in NFL history to lead the NFL in interceptions despite missing five games. He led the NFL in interception despite missing five games. You know, and that's why I brought up the Jim Jeffcoat, and then he said, well, what about Brett Favre? What about Favre? That's why Favre, went, those, those games he didn't win. He didn't win them games. He didn't win those four and five interception games. The, the statistics don't add up. Sometimes you do it. I, I said maybe they should take chance on shot play. He was turning them over when he was already in the red zone. And it just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. And now, so so now what do you do? I mean, do, 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 do you get another wide receiver to compliment C.D. Lamb? Do you get another cornerback to the complement third lead corner, Trayvon Diggs? Do you get a better coach other than Mike McCarthy when they had two 12-win seasons back-to-back? You know, not even sure if – I'm not even sure if Sean Payton would go there. And he, on top of all that, folks – I just had to look. I had to look. I hate to talk about contracts, but this is a numbers game, guys. Okay. Dak Prescott, next year, his cap hit this year was pretty good. 19.7. Uh the 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 salary uh the, the salary cap was $209 million. His cap hit was 19.7. Okay. That was under 10%. That's not bad. That's not bad. If any, and this is a this is a known stat. This is why Brady, another reason why Brady's got all these rings. Any any player on any team that's going to be quarterback, of course, if his salary is more than 12.6% of the cap, those teams do not win Super Bowls. They do not win Super Bowl. That's the data. That's not my opinion. Those are the facts. All right. Last year, this past year, 22 and 23, Dak Prescott's number was again 19.7. Now, next year, Cowboy fans, the salary cap will be 229. It goes up about 26 million. But here's the bad news. His cap hit is $49 million. Okay. That's practically 20% of the cap. So you're probably not going to win unless you adjust his salary, uh, his either trading. Now, the dead cap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so if you cut that. It's it's you're you're gonna it's gonna be eighty nine million dollars. It'd be cheaper to keep him than to cut him. So if they don't 
you know, maybe you trade some players on roster and you get a bunch of draft picks. That's not going to happen. You don't have any of that, anybody that valuable. Uh, you'll have to adjust his cap number. Uh, I don't know how they would do it. Maybe roll it back over into the next year. So it's going to be really bad and you go out and get some free agents or whatever. But his cap number next year, $49 million. That's over 20%. So, yeah, Cowboy fans, that's the reality of it. That's when you pay average talent and really even the great players. Now, unless Joe Burton, he could give Joe Burrow that, take his whole offensive line, and you're still in the Super Bowl. That's why I think this guy's a special player. He's a generational player. But I don't even think you could do that with, with, with uh, Josh Allen with Buffalo or even Patrick Mahomes, who's already not maxed out his money. I've read that before. Uh, going back a few years ago, Patrick Mahomes never maxed out. And that's why they're back in the AFC Championship game again, him with the high ankle sprain. But, yeah, so it's $49 million is 20% next year. So you're probably SOL Cowboy fans. One guy, uh, there was a video went viral. He took his flat screen TV and he had his Dallas jersey on. He said they do it to me every year. He throws the TV down on the ground. He stomps on the TV. He gets in his truck in his driveway and backs over the uh, TV. His wife's in the background saying, oh, my God. He's like, I'm tired of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm tired of the Dallas Cowboys. You know? So I, I just say, hey, look, man. You know, it is uh, it is what it is. When you have a guy like Jerry Jones, he doesn't want that alpha p uh, personality head coach. He wants a more milder personality. That's what Jim Jeffco said, but that's what we see. He's very narcissistic guy. It's got to be about him going back to that 30-year-old <laughs> year old tape that's on YouTube when the Dallas Cowboys went to then Candlestick Park. I was with my dad's. I can remember this. Uh, I, I could see the champagne. The Dallas Cowboy Jackets were just starting to get popular. Uh, the Cowboys win the game. They get back to the Super Bowl first time in a long time with this really flashy coach named Jimmy Johnson, and he's giving up this speech, right? The how about them Cowboys speech. If you guys Google search this and YouTube, put up how about them Cowboys 1992 Jimmy Johnson, and you'll see Johnson standing over and on top of the locker room talking to the team. In the background, you could see Jerry Jones looking like he wanted to say something. Jimmy Johnson just keeps on talking, giving his speech. Jerry Jones has a disgusted look after going to the, back to the Super Bowl, beating the, the Darts rival uh, 49ers. Uh, he's irritated even after winning the game. That was the beginning of the end. They went on, obviously we know what happened. They they went on to uh, beat the Bills in that Super Bowl, got back to the next Super Bowl. He leaves the year after that, uh, Jimmy uh, Johnson. They have a, a crappy year that year after that. They didn't get back to the Super Bowl. Then the year after that with Jimmy Johnson's players, that's the last Super Bowl they've been to where they beat the Steelers with Barry Switzer. But – that bit, that's the last time they've been here. 30 plus years. 30 plus years. You know, and now they, they really don't have enough, the money to make anything happen other than go out and get another coach. That's the only thing I could see them doing. And like I said last week, if they wanted to keep the staff together and maybe get a free agent or two and to keep Dan Quinn there as a coordinator one more year, who's he's going to be interviewing for more teams, their defensive coordinator, pay him a head coach's salary. There's no cap on. Uh, what you could pay a coach, what you could pay your assistants. There's no salary cap. Pay him like you pay a head coach if you want to, Jerry Jones. But but that's the truth. Uh, Prescott's a good guy. He, he He's about on Kirk Cousins' level. Um, probably a little bit better athlete than, than the Minnesota Vikings' Kirk Cousins. But it is what it is. He, he, he's mediocre. You cannot pay him that big franchise quarterback money like he like you got out of him. And Jerry will never admit he made a mistake with Dak Prescott. It is what it is. There, it's, and, and Jerry, he's just never going to do that. 
It never admit he made a mistake. Extending Zeke Elliott too early in his career. He'll never make admit he made a mistake on Dak Prescott. He finally admitted he made a mistake with Jimmy Johnson 25 years after the fact. But, hey, that's Jerry being Jerry, right? Okay. Uh, flip side, Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, he set the records last week. He's another guy. Uh, seventh round pick, first seventh round pick to win a playoff game like that. Uh, last overall pick or whatever to do that. Now he is going on the road. Uh, by the way, 19 of 29, no interceptions, no touchdowns, but he made the right throws uh, and the non-throws, the throwaways, that's the key. That's the key when you are a starting quarterback. Sometimes it's the throws you don't make uh, and you throw it away instead of throwing a pick is the reason why you are what you are. And you are where you are, which is going to the NFC Championship game again with this team. Well, he's the rookie quarterback. I'm saying this team was in the NFC Championship game last year. And as I said last week, Cal uh, Shanahan already said he's this guy. I know Jimmy Garoppolo, their starter, uh, there's a good chance he could possibly be back next week. Cal uh, Shanahan said prior to this that he's still going to keep Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback. That reminds me of when a second-year player took over for Drew Bledsoe. Uh, Tom Brady took over. Bled I'm not saying this guy's Brady. I'm not saying he's a talent of a Joe Burrow, but he's getting it done as a rookie. So, of course, now they've got to go on the road and beat Philadelphia. I think it's a tall task. I mean, I'm not making a prediction. That's Sunday, but it's a tall task. Ask a rookie to go on the road to Philadelphia and win. But that being said, hey, man, the guy um, – the guy makes plays. Uh, I don't think Cal Shanahan got too conservative. He had 29 attempts. That's pretty good. Uh, you go back to his other uh, starting quarterback. I think it was, what, three attempts in the NFC Championship game back in 2019-2020 when the 49ers played the Kansas City Chiefs. But that NFC Championship game when they played Green Bay, three, three passing attempts. Three passing attempts by Jimmy Garoppolo. It was all running. Raheem Moster had a huge game. They ran all over Green Bay. It's no big deal. This guy, uh, he calls a good game. He does not want Brock Purdy to feel any kind of lack of confidence in, in my opinion. I think he says, I'm calling it, I'm calling it because I believe in this guy. I believe in this guy. Uh, like I said last week, it was an article I read out of, out of the Athletic. Uh guy calls a timeout with first series when he first takes over the game. And De Debo Samuel, one of their leading players, receivers, and running backs here, he's just dual threat guy. Uh, he's like, man, nobody does that but Cal. What, what nerve? And then I said before that, Trent Williams, their left tackle, he's saying this guy acts like a 10-year veteran in here. That's what teammates said about Ben Roethlisberger when he took over the Patriot or the Steelers back in 2004. So, I my feeling is this is probably going to end like that one did for the Steelers. But hey, they got to run a game. They got a pass rush. Uh, the guy knows he's playing on house money. They could go up there and beat Philadelphia. I don't think they will right now. Got to check the injury report, but they could. But more than likely they won't. But that my biggest point is he's still going to be the quarterback next year. They're going to move off Trey Lance, and and they're not going to get much for him. And they'll definitely move off Jimmy Garoppolo. They may get a little bit more for him. Lucky to get a second round pick out of either of them. But either way, still a good win for such a young quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. A lot of trends being set this weekend. Lot, a lot of trends have been set uh, a, a lot to be uh, to hang your hat on if you're a fan of these teams. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback to lead a team to five straight AFC. So if you're a Kansas City Chief fan, I mean, you went from getting beat uh, 
getting run on all the time, uh, always being a regular season team, whether you're talking about the 2002 team led by Trent Green and um, you know, it might have been a 2003 team. And, and Tony Gonzalez and Priest Holmes had this really good offense. You only get put out in the first round by a red-hot Peyton Manning team where you're just not really that good. You look great in the regular season. Going back to the Barney Schottenheimer days with Derek Thomas and Neil Smith, and you look great, but when the money gets on the line, you just can't get it done. You just can't get it done. And now you're a team that's already been since this guy's been drafted. Two Super Bowls, five AFC championship games, a Super Bowl win. Mahomes is the first quarterback to lead the team to five straight AFC championship games before the age of 30. He's a special player. And mind you, you know, his head coach was Andy Reid, who also went to five NFC championship games with Donovan McNabb. That's why I'm saying a lot of this. Mahomes is a great player. Don't want to take nothing away from him. Reed has never had a talent like Patrick Mahomes, but this is why I'm saying about the difference between a guy like Joe Burrow's probably the better quarterback than Mahomes. Look at the the guy that Burrow's uh, playing with, a 35 year old guy who was uh, had six wins, 25 losses, and one tie versus a guy like Andy Reed who was considered the quarterback risper in the NFL, who's probably going to be, he's not probably, he is a Hall of Famer if his, if his, if his uh, career ended today. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, this is impressive. I don't want to take anything away from Mahomes, but I'm just telling you that's how good Burrow is right now. And that's the, and it's the weird thing about it is, you know, he's a little bit like a Steph Curry, you know? That, you know, Steph Curry don't look the part. He don't have the build of a Michael Jordan. He don't have the length of a Kobe Bryant. Uh, he don't have the power of a of a, of a, uh, a LeBron James. But he's silky smooth, man. You know? He's silky smooth. And, and I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes. I mean, he's he's fun dude to watch. Uh this stat says, which he's the second most all time. Uh, since becoming the chief starting quarterback, Patrick Mahomes has led the team five straight AFC championship games from 2018 through 22, which is second most all time with Ken Stabler, as a former quarterback of the Raiders, for the most consecutive conference championship games appearances by quarterback. Now, remember the, uh, the, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills in the 90s went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all four of them. So that, that – and you think about this. He's the first to do that since they – which means the Patriots didn't do this. The Patriots didn't make it to that many AFC championship games, even though they've got um, – geez, I can't even keep up with how many Super Bowls they went to uh, between Brady and Belichick. I want to say they went to nine Super Bowls and won seven. And a lot of times they did get put out in the divisional round. Uh, the Jets put them out one year in the divisional round. Uh, but but they, the team would, you know, have home court, home field throughout and just got put out. They would be like a 14-2 and two team, you know. So this is a, an impressive feat by Mahomes. Uh, high ankle sprain, that's four to six weeks to get over. Like I said, I can't believe that they're early favorites this morning against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. This afternoon, they're underdogs, rightfully so, when your quarterback's got a high ankle sprain. But that's a well of a defeat, man. I like to talk about the players who really setting the the, the standard, okay? They're setting the pinnacle. Uh, this game is about uh, quarterback play, protecting the quarterback, and, 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 and getting pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. It's that simple. It's really that simple. Now, protecting the quarterback, like I said, a guy like Joe Burrow, he redefines all that. Three, you know, uh, three backup offensive linemen last year, one of the worst offensive lines in the league, 
gets sacked four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, most sacked quarterback in the league, and he's still getting to a Super Bowl. That's insane. But that's not the that is not the you need a running game. You don't have to have the running game. You need a a defense from top 10 to 15 worst. You can't be playing catch up all the time. And that's your formula. A quarterback that can convert third down. If you have third down. So that that's pretty much that that is it in a nutshell. Um, like I said, folks, I'm not a narrative guy. You know, if I was wrong, I was wrong. Uh, about I thought Buffalo, they were my preseason pick to get the Super Bowl. I thought that they would. Uh, I thought their defense would make an adjustment in this game, going back to that Cincinnati game, and they never made the adjustment defensively. Uh, you know, sit there. They didn't blitz. Vance Joseph, a guy that the media's been all over. Oh, he's a great defensive coordinator. Well, hey, man, you know, if you're down 14 nothing, um, and you've got an opposing quarterback with three offensive linemen down, and you, this guy goes up and down and, and cuts your defense a hot knife through butter, one touchdown, and then you turn around and let him do it again, you probably want to make some changes on defense. You probably don't want to sit back in coverage. You probably want to blitz. No, he he just let them just sit there and lose the game 27 to 10. I'm not in love with him either. But anyways, guys, that's all I got for tonight. Um, if you like the show, share the show. I'll be back on tomorrow. We'll go on a little bit more detail of who I think Buffalo needs a court uh, to, to come in and change this team. Uh, have not forgot about the Eagles. I've not forgot about the Eagles. We're going to talk about the Eagles and Giants tomorrow. Know that. Wouldn't much to watch. Um, the Giants have some decisions to make. They have some decisions to make. Uh, like I was telling the Mac, Jack, and Jim Jeffcoat show on Sunday. That's like after that big-time beatdown. Mac is the host of that show, and I was telling him, I said, listen now. When you pay a guy like Daniel Jones, which I, I just read today that they're going to continue forward with trying to work out something with him, you have to average the year he had this year and the games he had this year, like the stinker that he had against the Eagles, you have to average that in with the career day he had against the 30th-ranked defensively Minnesota Vikings. Then that's your quarterback. You can't just take all the... Um, Take all the good and forget about the bad. You can't, can't you can't take the bad and forget about the good. Other words, uh, you really can't be overly pessimistic, and you can't see things through uh, uh, team color sunglasses. I like to call it just like I see it right down the middle. You have to average all that together, and we'll get into that tomorrow. Okay? Appreciate it, Cor. Corey says, "LOL." Um, all right, guys, I will see you tomorrow. Same place, same time here on Sports Scope.